Welcome to Swell Radio, RFUA, radio for unsigned artists. RFUA is here to unite the listening audience, unsigned and undeveloped musical talent with well-known and established music industry contacts. Get ready to join members of the San Diego-based musical group SLED for a journey celebrating rock and roll music both past, present, and future. This is Swell Radio, RFUA, on The Answer San Diego. Gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, welcome to Swell Radio RFUA. It's the 24th of July, 2021. We're having a massive heat wave here in Southern California and San Diego. We have heavy metal virtuoso Mr. Snowy Shaw as our guest this evening. The Aussie Music Minute sled track of the week. But before we get to all that, my name's Peter DeLuke. My name's Dino DeLuke. And that means I must be Swell Aussie. Sean Peck is back in the house. Mr. Sean Peck sitting in for co carries out on leave or some business type stuff. Grab a cold one, turn the AC on high. No Hennessy or Kovacier tonight. It's too warm out, man. It's all about the Rheingold, baby. Let's get the show on the road. AM 1170, FM 961. On the answer, Swell Radio. RFUA, KCBQ, San Diego. We'll be right back. There's more Swell Radio, RFUA, radio for unsigned artists. On the answer, San Diego. For all your legal needs, Arena Law Group, 2732 Fifth Avenue, San Diego, California, 92103. All aspects of criminal law from DUI, domestic violence, drug charges, homicide, and even all your civil litigation needs. Albert Arena, over 35 years of trial experience in San Diego County. Arena Law Group, 619-231-3100. Again, 619-231-3100. Albert Arena, he won't let you down. Swell Radio would like to thank our sponsors. Vox Direct, Brock Scott Photography, Brenniger Chiropractic, Always Metal Auto and Metal Recycling, Last Day's Tattoo, Mary's Donuts, Lakeside, Ramona Main Stage Theater, Rock and Roll San Diego, Conlin Digital Media, and the Arena Law Group. Without their sponsorship, our show would not be possible. Yo, what's up? This is David from MindCell, and you're listening to Swell Radio, RFUA, with our good friend Sled. So crank it up! Welcome back to RFUA Swell Radio, radio for unsigned artists. On The Answer, San Diego. Swell Radio, RFUA! This week, we have virtuoso Snowy Shaw, the heavy metal madman. He's played with King Diamond, Merciful Fate, Sabaton, Theron, Dream Evil, Notre Dame, Dimor Borgir, and just to name a few of them. Not only has he been the monster drummer, bass, guitar, lead vocalist, some keyboards. Now let's rock to the track, March of the Black Dwarves. Take it away, Todd!
Maxwell Radio, RFUA. Let's have a big, big round of applause for heavy metal legend, Mr. Snowy Shaw from Gothenburg, Sweden. Thank you so much. I'm not worthy. (laughs) Snowy. What a nice introduction, guys. Yeah, man, it's Sean. Uh, long time no talk here. Um, <laughs> we don't want to. We want to get right into it. You know, you just came out with a, an insane autobiography book that is like, forget all those other books that all these other people have written about rock and roll. The, people, you need to get this book, this Snowy Shaw book of heavy metal autobiography. Yeah, I mean that is kind of the, the summation of it. A lot of people's been saying, "Oh." Uh, Despite all the, the rock biographies for the last couple of decades, this is the truth, uh, spilling the beans, telling it uh, how it is actually behind the scenes and all that. And people need to hear that now instead of all those romanticized uh, Hollywood uh, glitz and glory fantasies and all that. So I've, the- I've read most of the book. Let's start from the beginning. You're born in Gothenburg, Sweden. How did you get into music? And just take us through you know, early influences, early days in Gothenburg as you as a musician. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting kind of tired of, of telling people this story because I feel like a parrot or something like that. But I discovered I was like really into to horror magazines and uh, superhero comics and all that, Marvel comics and all that. And I listened kind of casually to what the older, tougher guys were listening to, like the Purple Nazareth, uh, Status Quo, or whatever it was, you know. And, and it, you know, that was okay. But then I stumbled into uh, this album, Kiss Destroyer, in a kind of weird store that had everything from toys to posters to books and all that. So I couldn't really tell what it was. But I knew that I just got to have it because it looks so cool. This is like a transition into... And it turns out that it was a transition into to rock music because it could have been directed on bass and a, a werewolf on drums. I mean, that's how they presented themselves and all that. So that kind of opened up the world for me. And from that moment on until now, like 45 years later or whatever, wow, that's going to be my future. I want to be a superhero. <laughs> so, so without that, I would probably be just like a, another junk in the suburbs or in jail or dead. Did you start playing, you know, drums first or guitar or what? I mean, you're not, people no, that don't know, aren't familiar crazy. with Snowy. Snowy's very well known for being, you know, one of the top drummers in heavy metal, but he also plays every other instrument. So how did you get going, you know, musically? Uh, it actually took me a couple of years because I kind of fell uh, out of Kiss within uh, less than two years or something like that. But, you know, when you're young, I mean, it's in, in connection to how old you are. It seemed like a an eternity, maybe. But I didn't start playing until I was like 13, 12, 13, something like that. And that's when I kind of forced my, my classmates to form a band with me. And, uh, drums? And, uh, so for, now, for, for some reason, I picked drums due to Peter Chris, because we have been doing this kind of, uh, what do you call that, like a event in school, like for, for you know, play, doing playback to Kiss Alive like a, a year a year earlier or something like that. And I thought to myself, wow, I want to play drums someday. Those other guys were several years older than me, and they were one, one guy short. Nobody wanted to be paid Chris. So I had to sit in there and see little drums for the first time. Wow, I tried to imitate uh, 100,000 years and all that, you know, the drums for them. And we even have, like, magnesium bombs and all that and set fire to do the desk in school, so they had to, like evacuate the school and all uh, wait a minute fire. wait a minute you set you had pyro and you set one of your deaths on fire at school yeah but the pyro actually caught for you know like started a fire in one of those uh, benches or or the desks or whatever you call them so it was really crazy we had like a you know full dressed up like boxes made out to look like martial amps and all that and high heel boots or that we stole from our mothers or something that is so <laughs> metal great. keep going I love it keep going <laughs> yeah. yeah but anyway so it took me a couple of years and i got into i you know i couldn't speak english i didn't have no clue what they were talking about uh i never seen any instruments apart from that particular event and um so I decided we should form a band. So I kind of told my, my one of my classmates, okay, you play the guitar, and you're going to be the singer, you're the bass player, and you play keyboard. And that was based on Swedish music because around like 1980, 79, 80 or something, 
a lot of Swedish bands, they were like doing rock bands, but they were singing in Swedish. So I figured you got to start somewhere. So I started by writing lyrics. Yeah. Hey, and, and that's what I did. And Snowy, can and you hold I that thought for a second? Can you hold that thought for a second? It's Pete. We're going to get to another track. Uh, another really cool yeah. song. This one's called Be Kind to Animals. Lower than low. And I 
Be kind to animals. Snowy Shaw, back with Snowy. So I rudely interrupted you. You were telling us about all the kids in elementary school were designated to sign an instrument, and you guys were on your way at that point. So tell us about that, and then into the maybe the early King Diamond days, because I know a lot of our listeners are probably like, yeah, I got to tell you. I mean, I mean, we we all got together and. Got our. I'm not supposed to curse here, so I don't know how to express myself. <laughs> we all got it together by seventh grade. That's what we uh, when we started. And as a coincidence, I had been playing drums for you know a couple of months or something like that. Uh, there was a local hero band playing, rehearsing in my auditorium in school, and they were like a pop band or something. They were okay, but they had a. I heard from the rumors that they changed drummer, and and my friend who was like didn't know. Uh, he was saying that, okay, that the new drum is amazing. And I couldn't take his word for it, but I heard, overheard over the schoolyard or something like that. What is it? What's that banging? So I followed the sound and walked in and saw this biggest, like a chrome pearl kit, like six uh, rack toms or something like that, or eight maybe, just like Peter Grease. I've never seen anything like that in my real life. And I was just stood there frozen. And it turned out the guy who played the drums was amazing. And he stopped playing and saw me and he asked me, oh, do, you, do you want anything? Oh, I'm just impressed. And that turns out it was Mickey D, you know? Mickey D, <laughs> so, now current drummer of the Scorpions, former drummer of... Yeah, Mildred in the past, yeah, yeah. King Diamond and all that. So I, I kind of took his stool after him in King Diamond. So I've known him since I, basically since I started. And he was had been playing for just as long as I had been alive. I was 13 and he was 18. And that is a huge difference when you're that age, of course, you know. I barely had pubic hair and he had uh, like motorbike and stuff. You know? <laughs> so, tell us about, so tell us about getting the King Diamond gig. Yeah, actually, I mean, if you fast forward a couple of years there to uh, Christmas Day 88, where uh, Mickey D was then living with King Diamond, who had moved to Los Angeles, like in 87, I think. And uh, to to kind of establish themselves and put themselves in the lion's pit or whatever you want to call that, where everything happens, you know, in the epicenter of, of the middle scene at that point. Yeah, but anyway, so he was home over Christmas, uh, you know, and so was I because I was like studying way up in the sticks in, in the north of Sweden. So we were hanging out, uh, you know, being drunk and stuff, and... Uh, and he was saying that, okay, I'm going to be quitting King Diamond. I think you should be the perfect replacement for me there. But I, I thought it was the, the, the alcohol doing the talking, basically. <laughs> so I just brushed it off, basically. Yeah. And because I always wanted to form my own bands, and I figured, yeah, I love King Diamond. And I was also a fan of Mercy of Faith early on. So I thought that would be a great opportunity, but I still want to do my own thing. You know? So I, I didn't think more any more about that. A couple of months later, I got a postcard when I was back, back in school from Pete Black, and he's like, well, "Okay, we're in LA, blah blah blah." We and, had Pete on the uh, on the show yeah. before, but go ahead, yeah, yeah. He wrote yeah, you a postcard and mailed it in the mail. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, in those <laughs> you know in those days, like way before internet and all that. So I actually got a physical postcard. Yeah, but then he called me after I sort of got kicked out from yet another school. So I was back at home in Gothenburg trying to put my band together. It didn't work at all because if it was awful before that, this kind of hermal trend has gotten even deeper. Everybody was just posters or wanted to, you know, chase some chicks and then get drunk, basically. And I wanted to make... What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Nothing wrong with that, but I kind of <laughs> like serious people who want to do something for real. Not, right, right. Yeah, so, so some, yeah, whatever, you know, you understand. Not, not want to get it, get laid. I mean, I want to make music for the sake of the music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so Pete was saying that, okay, I will be home. I will fly, we'll be flying home from, from Los Angeles. We've been in uh, auditioning for over 40 drummers here for the last couple of months or something like that. Someone to replace Mickey D. And, you know, I kind of. And why was Mickey D was leaving going. again? Why was Mickey D bailing? Uh, because at that point, I think King it became it used to be a band, even though it had his name on on, on the band. Uh, they it became like, like a Blackie you know, Lawless Wasp thing, like Chris Holmes talks about. Exactly, and yeah. uh, and Mickey, he's, I shouldn't say he's full of himself, but he uh, has a lot of self respect, I suppose. All and right, he, Snowy, he hold really that is. thought. We got to go to a commercial break. AM eleven seventy FM ninety six one KCBQ San Diego. 
on the answer. Swell Radio, RFUA. We'll be right back after station identification. There's more Swell Radio, RFUA, radio for unsigned artists. On the answer, San Diego. Vox Direct recognizes the challenges of COVID-19 for small businesses and to help you stay connected with your customers, they're offering special versions of their advanced voice and text marketing services completely free. You heard that correctly, completely free during the COVID-19 outbreak. Now that we're all working from home, you can turn on group cell phones and make a unified phone system. There's text marketing and voice at all in one platform, virtual receptionist, two virtual extensions, and a toll-free number for your business. Text important messages to your customers and employees. Customers can reply directly to your messages. Unlimited keywords, subscribers, and list. Easy to use templates and unlimited inbound calls and texts. This special support package will be provided for free with no strings attached and no credit cards required throughout the duration of the pandemic. Call today for more information. 1-844-800-7154. That's 1-844-800-7154. That's right, Jimmy's Famous Restaurant, Santee, California. 9635 Mission Gorge Road. Long-running eatery and sports bar. Serving American comfort food in a casual diner-like atmosphere. Jimmy's Famous Restaurant and Sports Bar. 619-448-8994. That's 619-448-8994. Remember, Jimmy's Famous Restaurant, Santee, California. Hey now, this is Mike and Bill from, from Big, Big Tooth Comb. You're rocking with our friends from SLED on Swell Radio, RFUA. Now let's rock! Welcome back to RFUA Swell Radio. Radio for unsigned artists. On the answer, San Diego. Well, Radio, RFUA, back with Snowy Shaw. So, Snowy, Pete here back again. Tell us about the first American tour with King Diamond, because I know it was a very eventful. Uh, so the first story. American tour. Yeah, I, 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 what can I say? I mean, it, to me, it seemed like an overnight sensation kind of thing, because I, I came from nothing, being totally green and uh, a rookie, basically, um, and was tossed into this crazy circus if you will and uh you know we're like three and a half months i think uh, tour headlining tour of america and then the same kind of thing in, in europe so i came from nothing it was like just thrown into that it was i had to open my blue eyes and just take in and observe uh, observe everything i saw and try to you know find my place there it was, was, was uh, that 88 or when was that what album was that for yeah, uh, it was conspiracy. conspiracy. The first thing I did was like the video for uh, what's the song? Sleepless, Sleepless Night. nights. Yeah. Uh, yeah, eventually, what I was what I was saying earlier is that they were auditioning like over forty drummers and they couldn't find a proper replacement, so they called Mickey uh, Mickey back in just to do like the session drums on the album. So that's why you don't appear in the pictures or anything. So I kind of took took over and did the promotion videos and uh, all the touring and all that you know, in his place. You were talking about how when you first came to America, you were like blown away and, you know, you're in the rainbow and the whole uh, over the topness of just being in the United States and being in the in the heavy metal circus. Uh, yeah, Touch I, on I, that a little bit. I mean, I've never seen anything like that before. I mean, I've seen a lot of big hair glam rockers or wannabes like that. But but when you walk up the Sunset Strip, it's like you have to wade your way through all these people. And, you know, like just walking 100 meters or something like that, I would get like, get like offers, hey, man, we're going to be the best, next big thing, and you want to be our singer? And I was like, no, thanks. I was kind of insecure and young and all that. And, but after a while, I took, you know, uh, you know, Took to it too. It's like water or something like that. And adapted and said, "No, I'm not a singer. I'm the, the new drummer of King Diamond." And they were like, "Wow!" So that was really good. You know, like I Snowy, our friend Oswell Ozzy had a question for you. I'll hit him up. I do, Snowy. With all the amazing bands that you've worked with over the years, is there one particular band you'd like to return to? Maybe one that you felt had some unfinished business. Uh, yeah, maybe kill them. I don't know. <laughs> No, no, no. no <laughs> Return I to pretty, kill them. 
No, uh, no, I can't say I do. I mean, uh, w- once I'd made up my mind and quit bands, I feel pretty much done with that. And and I don't want to go back just the way people don't want to go back to a laid-off girlfriend or something like that or pick up that business. Because, I mean, what's done is done, and I need to move forward, take on new challenges and, and you know, you know, self-development in, in any kind of way. So, but, I mean, it's not that I've had a great time with a lot of bands with all of the past, even the bad experience has been very, uh, you know, good learning. You, you know, it's so funny. You play with so many legendary and amazing bands. I'm a, personally a Dream Evil fan, so maybe you can touch on the Dream Evil days a little bit. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, what can I say about that? You know, I, I stay there for as long as I possibly could, but the other guys, I mean, I basically wrote, I kind of took over. I didn't want to be in the band uh, to begin with, but, you know, I was like, I agreed to, to join as a session drummer and just record the drums because I thought it, thought it was kind of ridiculous uh, in a lot of ways. I mean, songs like Heavy Metal Jesus, Heavy Metal in the Night and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. you know, I was just looking at that video. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, but so you know, I joined the band. That is actually the first band that I ever joined because of social reasons, because we were getting along so so greatly and, and uh, had such a great time and all that. And it was kind of, uh, you know, Easy going music. You could just have a couple of beers and play some some good old fashioned mid eighties rock and roll, <laughs> whatever you know. So, so but I, I wanted. I mean, this opportunity. We got like the greatest opportunities. Like Sanctuary Music, our maidens management. They were like really onto what is sign ups and all. So, so they suggested, for, for instance, like, uh, uh, okay, can you have like a showcase gig in London? And we fixed that. But the guys were so kind of. Some of them weren't serious enough. I mean, so one of the guys fell asleep on stage because he was so drunk, for example, you know? And, <laughs> and I, I got a, a, And it started to reflect on me, like I got this uh, reputation of being in, uh, not so serious or whatever. And I thought, it's like, you get all these great opportunities handed to you, and you return that by pissing in the hand or something. And it felt like, okay, I cannot stay here forever because I felt like the fifth wheel. I basically wrote... The book I've metal, the most successful album, and the, the song and all that. Yes. I mean, that is my album. I play all the guitars and you know, and wrote yeah, ninety percent of the songs and all that. And it you know, like- speaking of which, is some of the great stuff you've come up with. We're going to get into another track right now. This is Black Blood.
desenlado. Snowy Shaw, that's Black Blood. Swaz had another question for you. Snowy, Ozzy, take it away. Snowy, you mentioned before being a big kiss freak like myself. Have you ever gotten a chance to yeah. catch up with those guys over the years or anything and play with them? Uh, no, not even near. I mean, I only came cl- close to meeting Paul Stanley once, but I had second thoughts about that because I was like a huge... What kiss meant to me in the 70s, man and war meant, meant to me in the early 80s. And when I... You know, our, our paths crossed because we had the same sound engineer or whatever. So I got backstage with Manor and, you know, Joey was my, like, my superhero or something like that. And I thought, Joey DeMaio. He was, yeah, he was like a, a, a big ass, basically. He was like, Manor's always been on major labels when Merciful Fate has been on independent labels. Okay, I'm not here to, to, to compete. I'm here because I'm a diehard fan. <laughs> so it's like, I, I was really put off in that sense and I thought to myself maybe next time I come across like the opportunity to meet your your childhood heroes or whatever now maybe it's not such a good idea basically you know? so so when I saw Paul Stanley everybody else around me freaked out and I figured what can I possibly say to him that he hasn't heard 10 times like you know, in the past <laughs> yeah. 30 minutes wow you're a, you're a big, I'm a big fan wow that's a unique one you know? Yeah, you know what a lot of people don't <laughs> quite understand about us all being musicians before we were musicians we were fans so many people influence oh, and people don't realize we're still fans we, the people that we grew up loving and idolizing and i mean dino and i were playing many yeah. years ago we were in reno nevada and jimmy page happened to walk into one of the venues where we got to perform for jimmy page and i mean what was that like you know for us right dino i mean it, yeah but i'll say this much the coolest musicians <laughs> the coolest people are the ones that treat everybody the way they want to be treated. Right. Jimmy Page was way cool. Yeah, way yeah. cool. That, Actually, that's a really good motto in life. You know, treat, it is. Uh, uh, treat everyone, uh, everyone like you want to treat others like you want to be treated. That's the, the only thing you need in life, is what I would say. You know? My old uh, bass player, we were at, we were at Vakken, Black, uh Blackie from Wasp was sitting by himself, no one near him for like 100 yards. Oh, goodness. My bass player worshipped Wasp, everything Wasp. Walks yeah. over there. Hey, will you give me an autograph? Yeah. No. And just crushed his freaking soul. <laughs> wow, that's crazy, man. I'll tell you, <laughs> yeah, me and Pete. Let, let me yeah. tell you a short story about my, my uh, good, great late friend who died like 10 years ago or something. Yes. When Wasp, they were nobodies in, in Los Angeles, I think, but they were smart enough to go all the way to Sweden. Yep. And we were so Americanized, we were impressed by everything. Woo, they're coming to Sweden. We thought they were huge, but they were nothing back in America, I suppose. But anyway, uh, they were making headlines all over because they were throwing meat at the audience and all that kind of stuff, you know? So my friend, 14 years old, had it. Uh, Huck like a beast. I'm not supposed to curse. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, anyway, and he had that EP, and he, in the middle of the night, like two o'clock in the morning or something, he was all by himself. And, and Blackie walked out of the, the venue with the girl, and he said, Excuse me, in his poor English, would you please sign this for me? Off, he said. Oh, jeez, <laughs> man. I'll tell you, that's terrible. Yeah, so, I mean, that, and, and, uh, so he kind of broke that record over his knee, and he was never a fan again. I'm not going to name names of some of the celebrity people that we met, but we met a couple celebrity people that we recently touched upon, Dean and I. I'll and, tell you this. Okay, I mean, they were, I'll say this. Snowy, one day we were up at Niels Lowe's Hours, and uh, we were working when Mark Kendall from Great White was managing our band. And we're all sitting out yeah. in front of Neil's place, and who pulls up in his Mercedes? Paul Stanley. And I got to tell you, Paul was Paul was way cool, cool. Yeah. way cool to the band. Yeah. We, he invited us inside yeah. to sit down and hang out, and they were shooting a, a brand new thing with Eric yeah. Singer at the time. And who do you think yeah. pops in with his obnoxious, egotistic, asinine attitude? Gene. And Gene was a jerk. Okay. I mean, oh, he God. was a, a complete <laughs> moron, he you was, know? Yeah. And everybody says yeah. it's the opposite. Gene's cool, and Paul was... No, that wasn't the case. It wasn't the day. case that day. All right, hold that thought. We're going to come back a little bit with the Swazi Music Minute. More with Snowy down the road, sled track of the week. AM 1170, FM 96.1 on the answer. KCBQ San Diego. Swell Radio, RFU. There's more Swell Radio, RFUA. Radio for unsigned artists. On the answer, San Diego. 
For all your tattoo and piercing needs, make sure you check out Last Day's Tattoo, 4919 Newport Avenue, San Diego, California, 92107. That's Ocean Beach, California. Call John or any of his wonderful artists. Piercing, tattoo, anything. 619-546-5150. That's 619-546-5150. Last Day's Tattoo. Swell Radio would like to thank our sponsors. Vox Direct, Brock Scott Photography, Brenniger Chiropractic, Always Metal Auto and Metal Recycling, Last Day's Tattoo, Mary's Donuts, Lakeside, Ramona Main Stage Theater, Rock and Roll San Diego, Conlin Digital Media, and the Arena Law Group. Without their sponsorship, our show would not be possible. Hi, this is Josh. And this is Felicia from Year of October, and we're hanging with our friend Sled. From Swell Radio, RFUA. Keep it loud. Welcome back to RFUA Swell Radio. Radio for unsigned artists. On The Answer, San Diego. Swell Radio, RFUA, big shout out to Kolu. She's in Africa. We love you and miss you, Cole. Carrie's on assignment, too. So we're going to get to the Swell Aussie Music Minute. Take it away, Oz. Welcome to the Swell Aussie Music Minute. This week, it's Slayer. They started their career in the early 1980s in California. They would go on to be part of Metal Music's Big Four with Metallica, Anthrax, and Megadeth. Guitar player Kerry King and bass player Tom Araya have remained the only players within the band to remain there for their entire career. Their first two albums did well, but the third one, Rain and Blood, would go on to be a metal classic. They've sold over 20 million albums. They even won a Grammy for a song called Eyes of the Insane. The band was originally discovered by Brian Slagle, the man behind the Metal Massacre series in the 1980s. 1984, King briefly joined Megadeth before returning to Slayer. Kerry King would later go on to appear on the Beastie Boys albums, Licensed to Kill and No Sleep Till Brooklyn, as part of a favor to producer Rick Rubin. 1986 saw a massive tour with Overkill, Venom, and Exodus. Next, they recorded a cover of Iron Butterflies, Inagata DeVita, for the soundtrack Less Than Zero, a hit movie back in the 1990s. The next album, South of Heaven, got mixed reviews from fans and critics. Kerry King himself called it a near miss. The early 1990s saw them co-headline the Clash of the Heightens tour with Megadeth, Suicidal Tendencies and Testament. Later, Testament guitar player Gary Holt would join Slayer himself. 1984, Paul Bostoff was back on the drums for Divine Intervention. 2006, Lombardo was back. 2011, Dave Hinneman, original member, dies and is replaced by the aforementioned Gary Holt, formerly of Testament. 2018, Slayer announced their farewell tour with Testament, the Lamb of God. Recently, I heard that Kerry and Paul Bostoff are working on a non-project together, non-Slayer project, At this time, Slayer is inactive, but like so many other bands that have retired, we fans await the return of one of the great ones, Slayer. And there you have it, the Swell Ozzy Music Minute on Swell Radio RFUA. Ozzy. All right, Ozzy. Great stuff. Hi, we're going to get to the sled track of the week from our unreleased new upcoming album, Staring at Screens. Here's Kill Shot.
Snowy Shaw. Snowy Shaw. Hey there. Yeah. We got one last segment. We want to touch on the book, the book of heavy metal. Okay. It's called. Cool We're looking. Book. We have it right here. Yeah, it looks, it looks amazing. Yeah. It's filled with how many photos and drawings? Like four. Like every page has a picture, or a drawing. Or uh, a yeah, stick. but I try to. Everything I do, basically, if I design a T-shirt or a stage show or a book, in this case, I do it the way I want, would have liked it myself if I was like uh, supposed to buy it. You know, so I, I want to decorate and make it more interesting. So you can follow these little, you know, uh, whatever it is, you know, like small pictures or like some dirt from them, you know, like you know, whatever it is. You know. So I, I try to make it decorated and make it look cool. So 450 pages, whatever it is, of cool coolness yeah you um and you did this whole thing you wrote it you laid it out you did all this work right yep that's super impressive tell us a little bit about touch real quick we only have a few minutes left dimu borgir sabaton just give us a quick little blurb on each one of those your time with those bands yeah since you bring that up about the book and all that i mean they're in that book, I mean, I would highly recommend you, you pick that up and read it because, I mean, there you can read it all in detail. Because during Demi Borger, I thought, wow, in this band, I'm going to stay until the day I died, uh, until the day I die. But only like seven months later or a couple of months later, when their female ma- manager entered the picture, and everything changed. Mm. You know, and I was like, I, I think I'm going to die from this. And I said, I'm going to stay in this band until I die. So I had to leave because I couldn't put up with it. What were you playing in the band? Were you playing drums or bass? No, no, no. I was playing bass and uh, sort of like the clean vocals. Okay. That's what was my duty, yeah. And then what about Sabaton? It was a good experience. I mean, we we got got along real fine. Everything was working perfectly until she entered the picture. What about Sabaton? The Sabaton, for people that don't know, is humongous. They're opening up for Judas Priest uh, on the tour. Tell us real quick about that. I, I got to say, I've been in tons of bands, but and it's all been good. But with, with uh, Sabaton guys, I mean, it was like one big family. Every everything down from the merch girl to the to the bus driver, every, everybody was so such nice people. It was like one big family. Everybody looked after each other and all that. So it felt really great. I mean, but like I put it in the book, I mean, they were amazing. I mean, they're going to take over the world. But there was one tiny little detail. I mean, the, the organization was, you know, amazing. But I didn't like the music so much. Snowy, we got to go. Thanks for having you. We want to say steelcartel.com slash snowyshaw for the book. Steelcartel.com slash snowyshaw to get the book in Big North America. Big round of applause for Snowy Shaw. We love you, Snowy. Thanks for coming in. Awesome. That's thank the you, end of the road for the show. We'll join us every week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Swell Radio, RFUA, AM 1170, FM 96.1 on the answer. KCBQ San Diego. Good night, America. Sign off, San Diego. Thank you for joining us for Swell Radio, RFUA, radio for unsigned artists. Join us next week at this same time as the celebration of rock and roll music, both past, present, and future, continues. To learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor, visit TheAnswerSanDiego.com. This has been Swell Radio, RFUA, radio for unsigned artists. On The Answer, San Diego.